This week on the Spivey Special Podcast, we'll be talking about chips, American Idol, and we'll be introducing two new segments. Welcome to episode 20 of the Spivey Special Podcast. We're taping on a Sunday night, February 16th. Shout out to Weston for being born on this day. Happy birthday, big guy. I made him a card, but unfortunately he can't read very good. Totally ruined the poem I put in there. Also shout out to Happy Gilmore, which came out on the same day that Weston was born. In reverse order, though, in importance. Happy Gilmore, then Weston being born, unless something else happened that day. Yeah, we haven't really looked too far into it. <laughs> well, we are fresh off our guest spot on the character Combine. Well, we, I guess we taped it a while ago, but it came out this last week. So if you haven't got a chance to listen to that, do that. Troy was extra fat on that show. We had such a good time with those two guys and the gals. <laughs> All of them. Deb and James over there at the character Combine. They were just so inviting. Those gym. Jim, James, Jimothy. Jimothy. Big old Jimothy. Jimothy Takamoto. (laughs) Great guy over there. But again, if you guys haven't listened to their show, their show is amazing. So especially their last episode they did when we were on it. It's probably my favorite episode of theirs. No bias at all. No bias. You can't have bias. Well, I'm excited for this episode. Uh, With sports being kind of a bore, dunk contest isn't. Isn't enough to fill a whole segment. We're going to be introducing two new segments today. We will see how both of them go. Yeah, we'll see if there's actually two new ones or if it's just zero. They're from the mind of Troy Spivey, so who knows if they're (laughs) going to work or not. We're going to go ahead and pimp the titles of them, though. The one of them is Dad Diaries. That's going to be coming up pretty soon. Just a short one, just to tell about us as dads. And the second one's called, what's that, a book? Where we just give book titles and the other person has to guess basically what happens in the book by just having the title of the book, so... Sounds wild. (laughs) Sounds like a good time. Well, before we get to those, we're going to start with our normal ones. Uh, First up, we'll be talking about Food Court Files. All rise. It's time for the Food Court Files. This week for Food Court Files, we'll be talking about chips. Not poker chips or fish and chips or the TV show chips with Eric Estrada. We'll be talking about potato chips this week. And you can eat those. You can't eat Eric Estrada. That is cannibalism. (laughs) Skip that. (laughs) All right, getting into chips. We're going to start off with, uh, I think, my favorite overall, and that's going to be Doritos. Doritos are very, very good, and they're, they're good for the children. And I think the children are our future, so I think that's very important. (laughs) <laughs> what where did you what <laughs> okay all right uh we'll kind of go through some of the flavors of doritos if you haven't had doritos they're basically just tortilla chips dusted with goodness, powder powdery yeah. goodness uh first is the classic um nacho cheese doritos now they're a very good chip but in my opinion they're lower tier dorito than some of the others i know it's one of your favorites but you have bad taste in chip. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that. Second one, Cool Ranch. Very good flavor. I think it's because of the bag is blue. They painted the bag blue. You, you're colorblind. You don't even <laughs> see the color. How does that make it good? Well, it's, I heard that it was blue. <laughs> That's quacktastic. Okay, uh, Spicy Nacho. That is the best chip that exists of all the chips. Kicks it up a notch, definitely. Gives you a little aftertaste. That is my go-to chip for always. Hmm. You've not had spicy nacho. Once. In an abandoned shed. (laughs) Okay. All right, Tapatio Doritos, have you had those? Never had them. Those are a little, they're a little strong. I love me some Tapatio, but 
It's a little overwhelming. See, I don't like when my chip takes over the taste too much. Yeah, you got to have like a carton of milk with you if you're going to be eating Tapatio chips. And that's the first thing I do when I get Doritos is I get a carton of milk. got to get your milk and you got to dip them into the milk. That's weird. I might be thinking of Oreos. Same thing. Same family. Okay. Salsa Verde Doritos? They're good, but they kick it up a notch as well, though. That's green salsa. What is salsa Spanish for? Do you know? (laughs) Dancing. (laughs) Okay. All right. So let's do a quick little debate here. Cool Ranch or Nacho? I I have a feeling you're Cool Ranch because I'm Nacho. Yeah, without a doubt. Give me the case for it. I've never been a Cool Ranch Dorito guy. Now, to me personally, it's the difference between blue and red. When you're going into the box at the end of the day, you know, if you're going blue, Am I going red? I'm always going to go blue because I think that the Cool Ranch taste-wise is just a more mature chip than you're going to go over there with uh, nacho cheese. That's kind of a childish, it's kind of amateur hour nacho cheese. I mean, it's good, but it's not going to kick it up a notch and just get the crowd into it like the Cool Ranch does. Well, I think the, so the nacho cheese Doritos, it's just tortilla chips and like cheese which is like nachos, which is what they call it, nacho flavor. And we did a whole episode on nachos. I don't remember the Cool Ranch episode that we had. Yeah, because you wouldn't be involved if it had cool in the title. <laughs> and I love ranch. So that's like... I, I get it. Although it doesn't even taste like ranch. You don't even know. I do know. You act like I've never had chips before. You've had a lot of chips in I've your day. I've eaten more than one chip in my day. Yeah. Once you pop. All right, we'll circle back to that. Those are actually both involved in one of our later challenges for chips, which I don't know if you've seen the rules for that yet. Um, next up is tortilla chips. We'll kind of skip through this one since we already went through it at length during our nachos episode. So if you really want to hear a good tortilla chips debate, listen in for that episode. Move on to Cheetos. I'm pretty sure these aren't made of potatoes. I don't know that they count as a chip but they come in the bag with the chips and you eat them like chips. So we're going to just talk about it right now. And Cheetos is a very talented chip. You know, it's great to pair with hot dogs, but I mean, the original flavor, I think <laughs> is the best. Like if you're at a barbecue, right? You're going to have the bags of chips and the best one to go with like a hot dog or a burger. In my opinion, there's two. We'll talk about the other one later, but the first one I'm going to grab is Cheetos. I like to put Cheetos on my sandwich. Mm. Give it a little crunch. You get a little cheese. I have another sandwich chip, so not okay. going to be a well, Cheeto. It's a okay. hot dog. It's a hot dog chip. That yeah. doesn't even... Just because it's shaped like a hot dog? Just is really good pairing with the bun and the ketchup and the... Okay. Are you a regular size Cheeto or like the big puff size Cheeto? Puffs are... No, that's air. I mean, for eating, you obviously look like the big puff Cheeto. Yeah, but that's just too much air. Just give me the ridge. Yeah, I think I, I want the crunch from it. Yeah, that's why you eat a chip. Yeah, I agree. Um, are you a flaming Hot Cheetos guy? No, I'm just not a big spicy kind of guy. Yeah, I like them in, in spots. I'm not a huge fan. If I want Cheetos, I want Cheetos. I want to lick them off my hands, and I don't want to regret it later in the day. It's true. All right, next one, Pringles. Technically not a chip. It was voted on in the European Union because it's less than 50% potatoes. They have to call it potato crisps. You'll see it on the can. Interesting. I think the uh, other 50% is made of tennis balls because that is the can that it comes in. Mm-hmm. Cut them up. Cut them up. <laughs> I think Pringles are very, very good fake chip. Sour cream onion, I would say, is their best flavor they have. They do really good with their flavoring. Like, they have a lot of really good good flavors. Like, anyone that you can get from Pringles is good. They're just not real potatoes, and they come in a weird shape that you can flip upside down and turn into a a duckbill. That is probably their number one thing. The duckbill. The the, the duckbill feature, yeah. Yeah. That's why you buy Pringles. I don't like Pringles because my hand's too fat to fit in the can. I got to get the short cans so that I can get them all out. I've seen your hand get stuck in a big bag of lace. So I don't really think it's the issue of the packaging. I don't, I don't have big hands, do I? 
I think it's just the arm. <laughs> All right. It's your I'll, eating arm. You're tr- trying to make fun of me, but that was actually a compliment. I'm frying you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Funyuns. Uh, there's no way that counts as a chip. We talked about these. I don't like them. They're dumb. I like them. I know. You would. Because I don't. They're fun. And they're onions. It's like eating onion rings without actually any onions in it. It's just it's the just flavor. too busy. You're just trying too hard with a Funyun. They make your breath stink, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Fritos. Another popular chip. It's a great... Usually best with some other food. I wouldn't eat Fritos by themselves. You mix it with some chili. Chili. Put some cheese on it. Dip it into nachos, whatever you want to do with them. But those are what, a corn chip? Is that what you call those ones? Yeah, I think they're a pretty skilled chip alone, though. I know that you like to dip and flip and do all those kind of things with them. But I would I eat bags of Fritos by themselves, and I think that they do the job very well. Yeah, I'd rather mix them with some, uh, put them with some Chili Billy. Mm. That's what I want with my Fritos. Uh, Sun Chips. Sun Chips are good. They have a lot of different flavors. Ducks love them. Ducks love Sun Chips. There's six ducks outside. And they all want Sun Chips. Mm -hmm. Now, do you remember the crazy loud bag that they made that was supposed to be better for the environment? No, tell me about it, stud. (laughs) So they, they remade their bag to be more eco-friendly but it sounded like you were driving a car through a building every time that you tried to open it or get a chip out of it love it yeah it was kind of obnoxious i don't even know if they still do that i don't think i remember so. sun chips being very popular before that and then people just stopped eating them i like them i'll pick them yeah they're not bad sun chips are good they do the job uh, next one, Miss Vicky's, just for their jalapeno. They have some other good flavors, but their jalapeno chips are very good. I know you don't like it because you are Mm-mm. a little girl. Yeah. But jalapeno Miss Vicky chips, those are great. Hers chips. We don't have a lot of information on this. They're just in the office. Yeah, Karen Filippelli likes hers chips, and Jim's mission is to get her her chips. Did you try the vending machine? <laughs> I wish we could. I think this is the East Coast thing, which I think is why they bring it up. Now, have you had guaca chips before? No, we talked about this off air, but it just sounds like guacamole chips. And that is exactly what it is. The chips are green. They taste like guacamole. They are fantastic. You got to give big ups, though, to the person naming those chips. Mm-hmm. Very creative. It's like, what do we call these guacamole chips? Mm. Guaca chips. Guaca chips. Nailed it. I'm going on break. All right. Um, how do you feel about salt and vinegar chips? I'm hit or miss. Some days I love them. And some days I hate them. Do they like go well with uh, tuna fish or some weird combo tuna that you fish. have? Tuna <laughs> fish. I don't know. It's just like sometimes I like them, sometimes I don't. I think it might be just the different brands of them. The Lay's does a really good job. Some of them are too overpowery with the vinegar. The Miss Vicky's ones are really good. Okay. I like those ones. All right. Uh, let's talk about Lay's barbecue chips. They are a top, top, top tier chip. I think that's the best barbecue chip if I had to think about it. Yeah, there's some other brands that do a pretty good job with the barbecue, but the Lay's barbecue is just... They like pioneered the barbecue chip. Dynamite. Yeah. Heather likes these. These are her favorite. Now, she, I asked her to get some feedback because we keep missing things when we talk about the foods, so like whole categories of stuff. So she wanted to make sure that we talked about it. But then she told me she likes to dip them in cottage cheese. Gross. Is that like a house made out of cheese? Basically. That is like the grossest thing that I've ever heard. She says it's really good. I don't get it. Pass. Yeah. Well, there it is, Heather. We talked about cottage cheese barbecue chips. Maybe someone else will try it, but not me. I don't like cottage cheese. Me either. All right, next one, Ruffles. Ooh, hey, how you doing, Ruffles? It's a very good dipping chip, those Ruffles. The ridges. Got to be the best dip chip. And they go so good Except with for them. maybe Tostito Scoops. Yeah, but that's... Uh... Nacho. Those are specifically yeah. designed for dipping. The ridges with the onion dip, I think... 
Ruffles was made for onion dip. Yeah. No, definitely love Ruffles. Now, what I like about Ruffles is they just started going for it with some of these new flavors. I don't know if you've heard all these, so we're going to kind of go through them. You tell me which ones you would eat and which one of this crazy list that you would want to eat the most. All right, first one, grilled eel. Pass. Would you eat grilled eel? I'd eat anything, but yeah, that's like sushi-flavored chip. I don't know how they nail that flavor down, but whoever's doing it, Sounds they need to dedicate whatever weird science this is towards like curing cancer or coronavirus or something. We don't really need chips that taste like grilled eel, I don't think. Awful. All right, everything bagel with cream cheese. Again, I don't know what sort of weird sorcery it is that you nailed that in a ruffles, but... I'd eat that. Yeah. Big bagel guy. Uh, fried green tomatoes. Why not? Now, from the reviews online, they the guy that reviewed it said that was the best one. Interesting. Well, maybe we have to do a taste test one of these days. Have you had fried green tomatoes before? No. Have you seen the movie Fried Green Tomatoes before? No. Have you had a tomato before? Yes. Okay. Wasn't green. I wanted to make sure you were still alive. All right. Uh, bacon mac and cheese. Duh. I'd try that. It'd be interesting to chip, though. I don't know how you really get the flavor of both. It's the same guy that figured out everything bagel with cream cheese. So Yeah. This guy's I good. think bacon mac and cheese is a little easier by comparison. Probably. All right. Cappuccino. Nope. You know I'm not a big coffee guy. Not Al Pacino, but cappuccino. That's kind of weird i don't know who would want a coffee flavored chip but probably the eel chip guy yeah he's he's gotta you know get his coffee after his eel yeah he's gotta gotta get a pick me up after the eel and after this next one which is biscuits and gravy i would eat all of the biscuits and gravy that just sounds fantastic i don't know how they managed to get that flavor now do you get the same feeling in your stomach where it feels like there's a rock inside of it for two days well if you eat a whole bag well, and not. you dip it in cottage cheese. Oh, gross. So gross. <laughs> Stop talking about cottage cheese. All right. Of that list, Troy, which one would you be the most excited to uh, try first? Probably the bacon mac and cheese, second with the biscuits and gravy. I think I want to try everything bagel with cream and cheese because it's like a really specific flavor palette that they managed to. Yeah, that's just strange. Frankenstein style, style uh, create. I don't like it. That's like, I don't. I don't I don't understand that. Me either. I don't understand science, though. All the beakers and, and horses. Milliliters. And yeah. All that science crap. All right, Troy, this is our challenge. Now, I said we would be coming back to Nacho Cheese and Cool Ranch because that is involved in this, and this is called the Costco Assortment Box Challenge. Mm. So we've got some choices of what comes in the box. There's 54 bags of chips that come in the box. What's in the box? You don't have to eat the whole box. What's in the box? So I'm going to explain which ones are in there, and then we're going to ask a couple questions. So what comes in the box? Lay's Classic Potato Chips. There's eight of them. Lay's Sour Cream and Onion. There's four of them. Lay's Barbecue. Four of them. Seems kind of low. Cheetos, there's 12. Smart. Doritos Nacho Cheese, 12. Not smart. Doritos Cool Ranch, 7. So Costco says that I'm right. And Fritos, 7. Mm-hmm. And if you add that up, I didn't do the math, but it's supposed to be 54. All right, Troy. Which is the first set to go? Lay's Barbecue is going to be the first to go. So all those four bags are going to go before anything else. Instant. I think I would agree with that. Those aren't going to last long. Mm-hmm. You just find some cottage cheese. You mm-hmm. find a nice big of cottage cheese. Yeah, sandwich or something. What's the last one in the box? The last one in the box is probably going to be Lay's Classic of those. Over the Fritos? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll go Fritos, Cheetos, Cool Ranch. Yeah, all of those I'd go before the Lay's Classic because they're just the most of all of those. They're the most boring chip. I think uh, sour cream and onion for me. I love sour cream and onion, so those would go. But again, they're kind of, you got to make sure you're pairing them with the right food. And there's just not as many, like Lay's 
classic potato chips you can add with anything. Yeah, I just I just think they're the most boring chip in that group. And there is eight of them. Yeah. All right, that's fair. I just say you go all of them once. Each time you're going to knock off the foursies first. What is... Now, if you're grabbing one bag out of the giant box, what are you grabbing first? Barbecue. Over Cool Ranch Doritos? That was your favorite. Of the Doritos. Oh, okay. What are you going first? Cheetos. Yeah, Cheetos are good, too. It's a hard choice. It's very... might just close my eyes and go. I'd eat all of them. Yeah. All right, Trey, you got anything else for chips? No, I'm all chipped out. Nowhere to go. All right, well, we'll take a quick break, and we will come back with Remember That Thing? Do you like the sweet taste of Mountain Dew? Do you like your vodka to be both inexpensive and flavored like melons? Then have we got a beverage for you. From the minds of the host of the wildly popular podcast that shares its name, we bring you the Spivey Special. One part Mountain Dew, three to four parts Burnett's Watermelon Vodka. 100% fun. Drink one at your next party or at 3 a.m. playing Halo 3. Please enjoy responsibly. Hey, remember that thing? The moon landing. Jazz. Trapper keepers. Manners. Alf. Sunny D. Yeah, I remember those things. Right, this week for Remember That Thing, we will be talking about American Idol. Wow, let's get wild with it tonight. I love American Idol. I didn't think that I would. I remember before we had singing competition shows on like every network at every hour of the day forever? Yeah, I do. And it was American Idol. They came in, they came in hot. I mean, it had to have been one of the things where everyone that you talked to watched American Idol. And that's what people cared about. Yeah. They had the Super Bowl lead in and then boom. Now everyone's addicted to watching American Idol. It was good. I mean, even our grandma watched American Idol. Called in. Everybody watched American Idol. All right, let's let's kind of get into it. Uh, some of the reasons that we enjoyed it. Now, first, we're the hosts of American Idol. And in season one, we had two. One of them, or the first one is Brian Dunkelman, my favorite of all of the hosts of American Idol. Yeah, he was always a very, wasn't around very long, just one season. And he gone. Well, he decided to uh, work on his stand-up career, which did not take off. He made a really bad, bad choice. Yes, he did. Because the other one that he was with was... One of the most famous people in the entire world, Ryan Seacrest. How that guy is famous is beyond me. He does everything. I know, and he's pretty good at it. Yeah. He's on uh, Ryan and Kelly, and... He has like a radio show and a he podcast. His and radio show is actually pretty good. Yeah, he does everything. Um, and he is the one that was around for every one of the seasons. There's like 16. Are they even back? I think they're back on now. Yeah. They're it just so keeps going. going. Yeah. Like yeah. The original Pringles. run was like 15 seasons and now they're back. Yeah. Which I'm glad about. Now we're going to talk about the original judges of the show. And I think the reason that it stayed around as long as it did was the strength of these three and the way they work together. We'll talk about the other, uh, the other judges that were around later in the episode. But let's start with these first three. Paula Abdul. Opposites attract, man. They do. I wish MC Scat Cat was there with her, but... Paul Abdul is just so talented as a dancer, as a singer. Yeah, she was a liquor girl. She was. She always seemed like she was a little intoxicated on the show is another thing that I like. Best part about Paula. <laughs> hey, what's in that Coke cup? It definitely was not Coke. Could have been. It could have been Coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she definitely looked drunk during some of those episodes, but she was your classic nice person on the panel. At yeah. least for the first few seasons, and then she kind of started turning. They kind of all did. Yeah, that's when it got good, when they were all just mean. Like, you're terrible. You're terrible. All right, next one, your middle judge, Randy Jackson. Well, Paula was in the middle. Oh, Paula was in the middle. Randy, R- Randy's Randy on the left. First. Yo, dog. Yo, dog. Let me tell you. That's going to be a no for me, Doug. <laughs> 
Now, he was a bass player, correct? I believe so, yes. That is... Gotta love bass players. Can't beat a bass player in any band. Now, I, I like Brandy Jackson on the show because he was the funny one. Ish. Funny-ish one. Still could be kind of mean, though. Yeah. And he'd always start, too. Yeah. So if he started... If Randy gives you a yes, you got a pretty good shot at getting through. Because Paula's going to say yes. She always says yes. Yeah. If Paula says no, you're bad. You're terrible. Yeah. All right, the last one. The reason the show was on for as long as it was... I believe he's a part creator of the show, right? I think so. That Simon and Cowell. X Factor, maybe? Yeah. He does a lot of shows like this and he's a very good judge of talent everyone that he likes and wants to go through usually does pretty well on any of his shows he is also your classic mean one but you gotta have one but that's I what mean, makes the the show work he's the kind of guy that's just saying what everyone's thinking and i like that yeah he's the voice of the audience just like this guy's not that good yeah you hear how no one's clapping that's because you suck next yeah yeah, there's hundreds of thousands of people in this competition. Somebody's got to be saying no. Because yeah. we got to get down to one. Yeah. You can't have 10,000 people at Hollywood Week. That'd be for, it'd make for a fun Hollywood Week, though. Yeah. <laughs> be a big auditorium. That'd be a lot of messed up lyrics. All right. Uh, we'll start off with the... Now, the opening of the show, the first couple weeks, this is my... It's the most entertaining couple weeks of the show, and that's tryout week. Now, they have it in a bunch of different cities throughout the U.S. They fill e- up like football stadiums full of people that want to be American Idols. See, if you, I don't think it was like that for season one, though. No, but once season one and season two, it was on from three after, I'm sure. Everyone wanted to be the American Idol, or at least... People would just get outlandish and just try to make the TV show, even though they knew that they sucked and had no chance. Yeah, Try Week's great. So you've got the crazy people just trying to be on TV. You've got the weird sob stories. And then you just have the people that think that they're... They think that they're good, but they're obviously terrible. And they just have no awareness at all of what's going on. Like one of our favorites, William Hung. She bangs, she bangs. Oh, that can't be top. That's like that's like one of the first memes that I remember. It's just He was so bad, but so good. He toured. People, like thousands of people came to watch him sing that because it was so bad. But he was so into it. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, go 100%. And that's what he did. I like that. Do you have another favorite from Trout Week? Because I have one. Pants on the ground guy. You're looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. <laughs> Hat to the side. <laughs> that guy was good, too. Oh, yeah. That's why I love Trout Week, just, just for that stuff. Now, my wife, Sarah, her and her friend, like, late night one time, they, like, videoed after a couple of adult beverages. We had been together. Just like, a, two sips? <laughs> yeah, two sips, Sarah. They made a video of them singing that song, and it was pants on the ground. It was funny, but they had a. They thought it was a lot funner than it actually was. I would like to see this video. (laughs) Give me the tape. I don't know if it's still. I'll have to ask Sarah when I get home if it's still around. But pants on the ground, and this was like years after it happened too. Yeah, that was so good. (laughs) All right, so if you make it through the first round of Trout Week, you get your golden ticket. You got to go to Hollywood. Now, the rules, I've seen enough of Hollywood Week that there's three rules that you need to follow if you want to make it to the next round and actually get to a live show where people get to vote for you. Number one, do not mess up the lyrics. You have, If you mess up the lyrics, you might as well just go home. Yeah. Stop. Don't try to sing some song with lyrics that you don't really understand because you sing it to yourself in the car. And don't sing like something like fast or like rappy. If you're What's not- that No Doubt song where it's like crazy out of control all of them yeah not don't speak though that's a banger though yeah don't don't try to do that don't be don't sing like a shakira song yeah (laughs) you do not know the words to that song no pass on that. pass that one um if you could just get the lyrics right that puts you ahead of a handful of people and you're pretty much 
you get a pretty good shot at getting through. The nerves always get the guess in Hollywood Week. So make sure you have the lyrics down in your sleep. Number two, find a good group because we get to group week while we're in Hollywood. And you don't want to find a group where everyone's just selfish. You want people that are actually going to work with you, actually want to do a good song, and actually want everyone to get through. You want your whole team to get through. You don't want to be relying on just your singing, and hopefully you get through. Yeah, you don't it want, doesn't work out. You don't want everyone not caring about the you know, dancing part, and you're up there busting a groove. Yeah, absolutely. Number three. Now, I made this one up. Don't sing a Whitney Houston song. There's very few people that can sing a Whitney Houston or song. Or Mariah Carey, for that matter. Or a, and I am telling you, type song. Yeah. There's very few people in the world that can sing those songs. So unless you can actually sing it, don't touch it. But you don't want to be too safe either. You have to show off your vocal you know, ability. Yeah, don't sing the Macarena. That's too safe. Or tequila. And you also will get the words wrong, so don't sing the Macarena. When you dance, they find the Macarena. See, I don't even think <laughs> that's the right word. It's not. Troy, you're gone. <laughs> you will not be moving on. Dang it. All right, next up, we've got our live shows. Now, it cuts down to like 48 or... Yeah, then it goes like the final... Then it's like boys and girls. It did at one point. Yeah, the rules changed quite a few times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's boys and girls until it gets cut down to five like... Five and five. Yeah, or six and until six. it's like 12, yeah, I think. Yeah, six and six. Um, but this is where this is where I get excited, and I think this is where American Idol really took hold and took the country by storm. It's like, wait a minute, we get to vote for these people, and the people that we vote for get to move on or go home? This is awesome. And what's nice, too, is America has a pretty good sense of humor. They sent some people that weren't very good pretty far into these shows, and these really good singers were going home. Well, the the problem is you get to the live shows, and you get, like, three people that are, like, the same people. Yeah. Like, the Fantasia year, there was, like, three people that were just, like, the same. So those people split votes, and then... Some other rando makes it through. Well, what's hard, too, is a lot of people think, oh, they're so good, they're going to be safe. These people might need my help to stay on. And then the people that you think are safe, everyone thinks that, and they're not getting the votes, and they go. Yeah, very complicated. Now, we got to vote by phone, which was pretty exciting. Very exciting. You called in. It's like the closest to democracy that the United States has ever had. They should do it, really, for the president they probably shouldn't because there was a few voting scandals um so i found just these couple so sanjaya you gotta remember him mm -hmm. that was the one that howard stern convinced all of his fans to vote for because he would be funny if he kept going and he made it pretty far he was like top eight or something sanjaya he was oh, i terrible. loved when sanjaya would make it through howard stern was really pushing him and it was simon hilarious. hated it <laughs> <laughs> All right, two other ones. Um, Daughtry voting scandal. So the week that he got voted out, when his fans called in, the recorded message said, thank you for voting for Kelly McPhee or whoever whoever mm -hmm. the person was. And they're like, wait a minute, this isn't right. Well, Taylor Hicks won that season. Yeah, Daughtry got like fourth. Yeah, fourth place season five. Which crazy. is crazy. He's so And good. then in one of the other ones, I think it was Chris Allen when he won, up against Adam Lambert, who oh. was everyone assumed would win because he was the better singer. Best singer, song, not songwriter, but just the way he performed. Right. But uh, AT&T provided these phones to Chris Allen's home, like hometown that allowed them to do this like thing where they could vote like 2,000 times via text message. Crazy. And, uh, yeah. That's wild. That's that season I did. So this is probably why we don't vote by phone. But so many people voted that I don't even know that it would make that big of a dent, even if you were cheating. No, but it could crash the system. And yeah. I'm sure there was, let's just say, in all the seasons of American Idol, probably people got knocked off that shouldn't have, right. obviously. And more people voted on American Idol than voted for most elections. Easily. Hands Without down. Without a doubt. Well, you can do it multiple times, too. And from your couch in your underwear. That helps, too. Yeah, it's true. 
All right. Um, now, the other thing that we have going on is during the show, you have guest singing coaches brought in or Bring mentors. Them in. Bring them in. To help you. Now, I wrote down some of the... Some of the good ones slash weird ones where I don't know how this person would help you sing. So they brought in Miley Cyrus. Oh, yeah. She came in, too, like a wrecking ball. <laughs> yeah. When she came It was in. a party in the USA. I think that it was before wrecking ball, though, that she was on the show. Yeah. And I, if I remember correctly, she didn't seem like she was really helping anyone sing. No, no, no. Elton John came on. Oh, he's good. He's yeah. just a tiny dancer, though. Yeah. Stevie Nicks. Awesome songwriter, Steve good singer. Slash is good. But what did Slash do? Slash didn't sing. No, he was there for like Rock Week or something, hmm. like to help them put their shows together. Um, Quentin Tarantino Why was wouldn't? a mentor one week to help them with their stage presentation or something. Bring him. Um, bon Jovi. <laughs> not what i wrote but it says old bob jovi <laughs> <laughs> that guy heck of a singer that bob now bon jovi would be helpful he's a good singer that's a good group yeah. queen was there queen's good queen was doing some scouting while they were there too why wouldn't they yeah because they have a glaring need at lead singer which was filled by a contestant when we get here later on I'll, we'll cover it okay train was also there and I remember them being the worst person to help people sing. Train, they had a couple good songs, though. He did, but he was like, you should sing like me. Yeah, you should. It's like every song is not Drops of Jupiter, Train Guy. Let's calm down. It's in your hair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, let's go through some of our season winners. We actually have some of the most like famous singing people came from the show yeah. for a while, and then it kind of started falling off. That's when we stopped watching. Uh, season one... Kelly Clarkson, super mega star. She's got yeah. like three Grammy wins. Net she worth, has her own talk show. Net worth of $28 million. Yeah. Fun fact. Kelly Clarkson, her stardom probably kept the show going, and everyone aspired for that. Well, it was huge that she won over Justin. Gardini. Still disagree with that. All right, uh, Ruben Studdard, season Ruben. two. He was really good. Big on BET. Very big, yep. Fantasia. She was good. Not one of my favorites. Uh, Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood. That's the biggest star that ever came out of American Idol. Yeah, without doubt. Net worth $85 million. She's probably like one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah, everyone. Taylor Hicks. Bad, bad, Ugh. bad. He should have got like fifth place. And Jordan Sparks. She was good. She was very good. And then there's a list of other people like Lee DeWise and Philip Phillips and some other. Oh, Philip Phillips. <laughs> we stopped watching after Scotty that. Scotty McCreary. When Scotty McCreary won, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Because all the country people started winning. Yeah, that's not our jam. Everyone else gave up except for the country fans. So I got a list of some other standouts. Um, Justin Guarani, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. He was uh, good. Kelly Pickler was Heather's favorite. She was good. I'm not a huge country person, so. No. Clay Aiken? Clay Aiken was really good. He was with Ruben, right? Yeah, that one could have That one could have gone either way. That was another voting scandal. It was a lot closer than they said, or it wasn't. Yeah. Ryan Seacrest had three different numbers for how close the voting was. Somewhere between 1,300 and 130,000. Just winging it. <laughs> Decimals are hard. Uh, but he's very good. He has he did a pretty good career afterwards on Broadway. and Yeah. He had a couple good albums. Daughtry, which we've talked about already. He's one of the bigger the bigger stars that came out of it. Yeah, he, he didn't got, even win. He got fourth place. That's crazy. Um, Adam Lambert, he's, who we mentioned early. The guy can sing. He he had some hits. He uh and he's currently the lead singer of Queen. Yeah, and we love Queen. He's the real winner, even though he didn't win win that season. Yeah. He's the lead singer of Queen. He he wins. There's just people that you just see that just own the stage and can just hit any note in the world. And he's one of them. And then uh Jennifer Hudson. Oh my gosh, she can sing. She's probably the best singer out of any of them. 
close to. And I she didn't win. Adam Lambert's pretty good. Yeah. But Jennifer Hudson. He's a better performer. I think Jennifer Hudson's a better singer. Yeah. I'd like to see Adam Lambert singing, I'm telling you, though. Okay. I don't know. Both of them. That would be fun to watch them battle. Royale. It would have been a good season. We Royal should get all Rumble. the winners together for like a winner's, winner's circle. Royal Rumble. Celebrity death match. Love it. All right, so we're going to go back and redo some of these ones. We kind of talked about them a little bit just now. Justin or Kelly? Uh, Kelly. I thought she was better. Justin was more... Justin was winning that season the whole season until like the last week and a half she really and kelly clarkson in. really came together and i think he had room. some bad late song choices and that's what's gonna kill you in yeah. America. you can only sing ribbon in the sky so many times oh and i think gosh. he did it twice yeah well so did reuben yeah i love that song though yeah um did you see from justin to kelly no it's supposed to be like one of the worst movies of all time. I've never seen it. We might have to watch it. Vito saw it. Probably really bad then. Yeah. <laughs> Clay or Ruben? Are you Ruben. sticking by that one? Ruben. Yeah. I still think it's Ruben too. He's just more talented. Um, Fantasia or Jennifer Hudson? Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. It's not even close. I think so. I think the only the only other ones that we probably would redo, Daughtry would probably win over Taylor Hicks, without a doubt. I don't know if Daughtry would want it, because didn't they write you a song? Yeah, Daughtry probably wouldn't have done really good with the pop song that they wrote for him. Yeah. All right. Um, so the other, the other season judges. So eventually, Paula and Randy and Simon all left. Um, we actually slipped one of these in with the three of them just to kind of keep it interesting for a while. So I'm going to read off some of the other judges that we have. Troy, let me know which one you like the best and which ones you did not like the best okay. out of our list. Cara Diagardi, I, I never knew how to say her name. She was good. She's okay. Didn't really bring much or lose anything with her. She's just there. She was. Yeah. She's basically what... Paula Abdul is. She's just a better singer than Paula Abdul. Yeah. Uh, Ellen. I love Ellen, just in general. I did not like her on American Idol. Well, she was just too nice. She's not capable of being critical of anybody. No. Um, J-Lo. Not a big J-Lo fan. Yeah. She's sitting down. You can't even see her booty at all. The time. Uh, Steven Tyler. He's good. Yeah, I like Steven Tyler. He was entertaining on the show. Mariah Carey. She's out there and loving every minute of it. Yeah, she was a little bonkers on that one. She's another one that probably had a Coke cup full of something else. Yeah. Nicki she's Minaj. She's such a good singer, though. She's the best singer. Fantasy. See that post this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to it on the way to work. I'm like, this is a good song. Yeah, she's got some bangers. Nicki Minaj is probably the worst. She's just a weird... Too. She's a weird person. Why would you pick her to be a singing judge when she doesn't sing? I don't know. Weird. Keith Urban. I like Keith Urban. He sings The Fighter with him and Carrie Underwood. I love country singers that sing about life in the South when they live in Australia. I just like it because I can relate to it. I love country. No, you don't. <laughs> Stop it. Fried chicken. All right, Harry Connick Jr., Average. He's so talented. He's so talented. <laughs> uh, Luke Bryan. I don't mind. You Luke love Bryan. country music, I do. so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Katy Perry. She kissed a girl. I liked it. That's true. <coughs> I thought she was pretty good on it. She's um, not bad. She's a little out there too, though. Lionel Richie. I like Lionel Richie. I do too. And I thought he was a pretty good judge. I think too. he might still actually be on it. That could be wrong. I could not tell you who the current judges are on the show. No, that's why we're remembering that thing because I forgot it was even still on. The early seasons were the only ones we really enjoyed. Yeah. All right, Trey. Anything from American Idol? Do you have any other favorite memories from American Idol? I just remember watching it and all the good songs they had. Yeah, I love when they get, when you get a good week when it's like Michael Jackson week or Queen week or 
They had some bad weeks though, like musical week and yeah. I think there was one that was like I don't know. Nursery rhyme week. <laughs> They're singing like row 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 your boat. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. But we did love American Idol. It was on forever. It was a part of our part of our childhood. Yeah. I think I don't remember what year it actually started, but we were young. Than now. I think it was like early 2000. Probably. All right, Trey. Is that all we got? It's all I got. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we are going to come back with one of our new categories. We're just two dads with dad bods telling about our dad lives. This is Dad Diaries. Dear Diary, I was outside with Harper, and we saw a bird, and I pointed it out. Harper said... Get over here, bird. I'm going to eat your nest. I'm scared. Dear Diary, I told my son Maddox that I loved him. He smiled. It melted my heart. He then pegged me in the face with a Lego. He laughed. My wife Sarah laughed. I didn't. Hey, Troy, what's this called? What? Is this a book? All right, for our second new segment this week, Troy, explain the rules of this crazy game you came up with. It's called, what's this called, a book? Because books are not our strong suit. What we're going to do here is we're each going to read a title of the book and give the author, and the other person is going to have to try to guess what the book is about. Afterwards, we're going to read what the actual book is about, the synopsis, and then we're going to go from there. Zach, you're going to be up first trying to give a guess, okay? The name of your book oh, is The Elephant Tree by R.D. Ronald. Zach, what is The Elephant Tree about? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Who's the author again? Oh, it's old R.D. Ronald, one of your favorites. R.D. Ronald. He's from uh, Jersey, right? I don't have that information. I, I made that up, so probably not. It'd be okay. pretty funny if it was, though. All right. All right. The elephant tree takes place in India, which is where the elephants are from. And it is about a tree with lots of trunks. Mm. The tree has big ears and eats peanuts. No, that can't be right. The elephant tree is a very big tree in India where they go to worship part of their hindu religion Hmm, that's a pretty good guess you almost got it um it's about two drug dealers (laughs) (laughs) in america scott he's a deject he's a dejected 24 year old struggling to make ends meet and he teams up with this smoke show angela 23 year old who's raised by her father, who's a career criminal and small-time drug dealer. The plot of the book is they're trying to get out of the drug game, but the drug game just won't let them. It's one of the most famous books going around right now. On the site I looked at, it has like over 3.5 million reviews or something. It was crazy. The old elephant tree. (laughs) (laughs) What did that have to do with elephants or trees? I don't know. If you have to ask, you can't afford it. All right, all right. The one that I picked, which you may or may not have read or be aware of, uh, Troy. The book is "The Grapes of Wrath" by John Steinbeck. You know, I've you heard, might know this one. I've heard of the book. I may have even read it in high school, but for me to remember it, there's a zero percent chance. So, "The Grapes of Wrath" for me. Okay, there is this vine out in Napa, (laughs) it needs sun bad. So this vine, it just starts growing and growing, and it's just going to go through the town and create all sorts of wrath and anything in its way. But the only problem with these grapes is it's too sunny. And now that they're turning into raisins, and these raisins, I'll tell you what, are pissed. And they go to town, and these raisins, they fall from the sky because it is cloudy with the chance of raisins. That's surprisingly close. 
All right. Uh, no, that's not even close. Uh, the Grapes of Wrath chronicles the migration of the Joed family from Oklahoma to California after industrial farming pushes them off of their land, and this takes place during the Great Depression. That's what I said. <laughs> not Killer Raisins, which well, I think would be a more entertaining book. You know, patent. Yeah. <laughs> If anyone wants to write a book about grapes turning into raisins, you can't. That was a weird game. I don't know if we're going to play that one again, but I did enjoy it, and I liked your guess of what Grapes of Wrath was. Even though you probably have read the book. I have And you thought that the book that you thought you read for school was about (laughs) killer raisins. You watch out when those raisins come to town, baby. All right, I think that is all we have for this week. Um, we were on the Character Combine a couple weeks ago. That show is live, so check out for that episode. It features us, Zach, and Troy Spivey. A um, couple new things. We have a live show coming up in the next couple weeks. We're going to keep testing it until it starts working good again. And then big news we got some new equipment coming on the way, and it is going to allow us to have live in-studio guests. Yeah, we've already booked two to three guests already in the future. We're going to have some pretty cool people on the show. We can't wait to let you guys know who they actually are going to be once we get the equipment and we get it working right, and we can actually have our guests on. We'll let you know now, though, because we're pretty excited about it. Our first guest is going to be Michael Spivey, (laughs) our father... The big Spivey It is going to be wild. If you know uh, our dad at all, or if you just like our show and you like how weird we are, just think about that and times it by like 15, and that's what he is, and he's going to come on and just share some knowledge. Just going to drop that knowledge. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we as Spiveys, you get weirder each year, and he's significantly older than us, so he's going to be kind of (laughs) weird. significantly more weird (laughs) all right Trey I think that's all we got do you have anything else uh Zach you're fat Troy you're fat later